0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap here, Fightful Raw Podcast. It is May 8. May 8. It feels like, uh, yeah, it feels like this day was never going to end. I got the, the Raw spoilers earlier. Only read through, like, part of them. Ugh. I could have read every word and it wouldn't have mattered. This episode of Raw was something... Uh, we are joined by Alex Pawlowski, associate editor of Fightful.com. What's
2: up, Alex? What's up, Sean? Uh, I, uh, I was the guy uh, gathering all those spoilers from across the pond, and I was uh, seeing what was going down. I was like, this is going to be bad, and I was right.
0: <laughs> it was it was bad. It was lazy, and it was bad. Uh-huh. But Let me just jump ahead and say this. We're going to say this show is bad. And I'm going to talk about several things I liked on the show. Yeah. And there's going to be somebody that comments yeah. and says, you said that you didn't like the show, and then you talk about all these things you like. It's a three-hour show. <laughs> there are going to be some things here and there that I enjoy. Yeah. yeah
2: the the trick is, like. if there are th- more things you dislike than things you liked, the show, therefore, is mostly bad.
0: But even I mean, Even if it's things that I don't necessarily dislike, it's just – There are pointless things as well.
2: Right, exactly. Guys,
0: leave us a thumbs up on the YouTube page. Subscribe to us. YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, As you've seen and as you may have heard on last week's The List and Ya Boy podcast, some changes at Fightful.com. We have ended uh, some of the shows, the shows with Elias, uh, Sean Pearson, Patrick Cote, Frank Trigg, Matt Riddle, Shane Helms, to kind of address that, well, you can talk, you can check it out there. But they just weren't doing the numbers to facilitate the money that we were paying those people. When Alex and I can talk about the corn in our poop, and it does more numbers than that, then we got to kind of question things, especially when YouTube really screws us on revenue. We had a fifty-five thousand view video that did seventeen cents of revenue. We are keeping many of these personalities on in other capacities. We have a new MMA show on Tuesdays with myself and Showdown Joe. Eventually, that show will be a 90-minute show with segments plugged in from some of those personalities, as will be the Wednesday show with Jimmy Van, The List and Your Boy. So uh, those personalities aren't all disappearing. We are just trying to do it in a way that maybe is less exhausting for our viewers, we know that a lot of you watched every one of our shows, and I, I thank you for that. I really do. I, You know, editing and making sure all those shows are scheduled is kind of exhausting, but uh, they're, what we have in store for you, I promise you all will enjoy and you all will like. And a lot of you are liking that Wednesday show anyway. It's an eccentric millionaire and a guy he picked to run a wrestling website. And sometimes when... When you hear Jimmy Van say we're not gonna talk about that on a show, you know that he has been hashtag gotten to. Yep. Cause usually that show is just me taking a whipping for 60 minutes. That's really it. <laughs> if you think I'm a little a little too much of an asshole to Alex or Anna or Jeff on these shows, uh tune in Wednesday. That's where I really get it.
2: That's where you get your glorious comeuppance.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we're keeping uh, the personalities. I filmed some stuff with J.J. Dillon today, actually, uh, for story time with J.J. Dillon. That's going to be a lot of fun. Showdown Joe is going to be filming some stuff with other fightful personalities as well. So those people aren't all leaving. Maybe one or two will. We're still talking to a couple of them. But, yeah, we have a lot of uh, cool stuff in order. And that boxing podcast with Carlos and Steven has blown up. We, we did a show covering the Canelo Julio Cesar Chavez snore fest the other night, but really the story about that was Triple G and Canelo, they're going to fight later this year. So yeah, show that some support too. Subscribe, uh, leave us a thumbs up. Man, I'm excited for the – once we get this, this software figured out, man, it's going to be awesome. Roy Soria says, SRS, you need a haircut, bro. No, I don't. No, I don't. Monday Night Raw, May eight. Opening segment. Dean Ambrose says that he has been named acting GM of Raw. Now, Alex, the first thing I thought when this happened was it would be hilarious if like next week or the week after Kurt Angle said, I didn't leave any of you guys in charge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's what I, should happen. Yes, no, he, he should say that like my my Uber driver got lost on the way from the airport. My phone wasn't working because I was in, I was roaming or something. I had no idea what was going on. And we find out that Dean Ambrose has been making up phone calls with Kurt Angle because he's a lunatic. He's crazy. Uh, So he makes up phone calls. That would be fun. That's better than what this is because I really have to question Kurt Angle's judgment when the guy he calls above all else to run shit at raw is Dean Ambrose. Who's, sole characteristic that we've all been told is he's crazy. And that doesn't seem like the kind of guy you would leave in charge of anything. So.
0: Miz came out, said that he's co-acting GM. I think he should also have been making this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a great crowd in England early on, but grass is green. Uh, Braun Strowman comes out and he calls Reigns the big dog. Uh, our boy, Jimmy Van is not going to be happy about that one. Kalisto comes out and he wants Strowman for some reason. One armed, zero armed. I don't give a shit. Kalisto should probably not want anything to do with him.
2: Yeah, this was all really weird. The thing about the the big dog thing. Yeah, I noticed that too. Uh, in in the old days, when you were the heel and the babyface you were facing had a nickname, you would you would say something clever. About the like, yeah, he's more like a little puppy, like, and that even that's stupid, but it's better than actually giving him credence as the big dog. Um, the big thing about this whole deal is that uh, Strowman is injured, uh, he's been wrestling with a torn rotator cuff on his right shoulder, all taped up on this European tour, but he came out today with his left arm in a sling, so you know it's. Not good. Uh, But, yeah, I like the idea of I could beat Kalisa with one at a time behind my back, and Dean's like, okay, prove it. Uh, That's, I mean, if you're going to have Dean be this wacky guy, at least have him, you know, do it for a reason or whatever. I like the idea of him actually making up phone calls from Kurt Angle because it gets him ahead on Raw, you know? I'm just going to make up stuff because, you know, then I get to do whatever I want. That's better than just like, oh, look at him, he's wacky, you know?
0: um also i hope the nickname that he gave calisto the bravest or the world's bravest tiny little man that one's got a
2: stick yeah that's the only one i like yeah yeah no i just Is can't wait so for, ridiculous for uh michael cole to shoehorn that into calling matches of calisto's oh yeah
0: oh yeah roy soria says srs can you address why sean michaels blocked you on twitter i don't know why sean michaels blocked me on twitter
2: i don't know does he have you blocked, I Alex? I don't know. I'll, I'll check. I, I, I've never Do actually – uh, yeah, I don't, I don't follow yeah, him. It
0: was one of those things where I saw a quoted tweet and I couldn't see the quoted tweet. Right, yeah, no, I've seen – yeah. Who's that? And I clicked it. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did. Uh, to be honest, I was more of a Marty Jannetty fan. I was. Finn Balor oh, he have me Mitt.
2: blocked. He doesn't? No. So I'll have to say some terrible things about Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, and get him. I didn't think
0: I've said anything terrible about him. I don't think I have. Finn Balor versus the Miz is booked by Dean Ambrose. I'll give you the rundown on this one. Uh kick, 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 kick stomp. That was the match. Miz also landed a, a sloppy neck breaker. Somebody counted 14 televised kicks, they they informed me. Finn Balor is going to need a better tan, or else his leg is going to be beat red after every time he has fucking slapped it mm-hmm. from these kicks. I won't bring this up every time he has a match. Yes, because otherwise, that's all I'll ever talk about. Uh, but uh, a front drop kick to the outside of the ring does not make any sense.
2: No, I know. No, okay. Yes, I agree. He, I agree. He
0: inflicts a lot more
2: damage on himself than he does his opponent. Right. Uh, I know that, and you know that. The, the casual fan, it just looks cool. It's stupid, but it's one of those things that that I don't think it's ever become canon that when you do a front drop kick, uh, It hurts. I don't think that's the thing that people recognize. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. Um, the aesthetics of it are pleasing, but it is a stupid thing to do. What they recognize as
0: hurting is bumping.
2: Yeah. But yeah, but I think a lot of it is that when you do something of your own volition, it doesn't hurt. When somebody throws you and you land on your back, that hurts. But when you make yourself land on your back, that's fine, because it was your idea.
0: That doesn't make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> I know, <laughs> A lot of time, an old indie trick is if you're in the first match, you ask if there is an agent or whoever's running things, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to get the crowd on their feet? Do you want me to uh, get a move over? Do you want me to get the ref over? Like make sure that his authority is established. One that you, you hear a lot of is uh, they want you to establish that bumping hurts. So that first bump you take, you really sell it. And every bump that you make af- or you take after that, you really sell it. I just think that's, that's kind of a bummer. But Balor won the coup de gras. Miz pushed Balor into the ref and his acting GM demanded a disqualification, which I thought was kind of clever. Mm-hmm. Ambrose said nah, then banned Maurice.
2: I like this, the idea this... of um, wrestler slash GM. Like an active wrestler acting as GM, getting himself over, booking himself in matches he can easily win – calling DQ finishes on the fly. I think that's great. It's like the old player coach. You know what I mean? I I think that's a a cool thing you could do. You could actually run that for like three or four weeks and it wouldn't get old. After that, you'll have to see what you could do with it. But especially with the Miz, because the Miz is so great at what he does on the mic. Uh, That could be a lot of fun.
0: A person says, a lot of people pissed at Finn Balor being called out for being a vanilla midget. In all honesty, the guy is 190 pounds. Some people have a point. Well, I don't know if he's even 190 pounds, but uh, that's a light heavyweight in the UFC.
2: Yeah, that's not
0: small. That is the second biggest weight class. That is not a small person. And uh, I have eviscerated on last summer. Just go back and watch any show I did with Vince right. Russo last summer. And I talk about it at length. Size doesn't matter that much. It does, If you're Braun Strowman, it matters a little bit.
2: Right. It, I mean, it matters a little bit not this is this is a ludicrous comparison but it didn't matter to bruce lee you know what i mean like that guy was tiny yeah Yeah, but not that finn Balor is bruce lee but if you're just if you're just talking size strictly that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to just be like he's too small
0: alexa bliss is so fantastic she is on like facial expressions on the mic naya Jax is not but okay. they had if they were to do this segment, they had to do it backstage. They had to yeah. like kind of have that yeah. little bit of control over it. It really showed how much better Alexa is at that, but uh, you know, I don't blame them for running it in this manner. They they kind of have to.
2: Yeah, no, I mean the the, the I didn't mind the segment at all. Um uh I agree with you that Naya has at least something to be to be desired on the mic, obviously. Um But um, I am absolutely here for uh, Nia Jax as Alexa Bliss's Diesel. I think that's a great thing to do. You can run that for a while, where Nia, where Alexa is literally hiding behind Nia during promos. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff you can do with that, and then eventually Nia turns on Alexa and gets her championship shot because Alexa will never actually voluntarily give it to her. That that's that's a it's an old. Uh, you know wrestling storyline but you could do it this way really well because you have somebody like Alexa Bliss who could sell the hell out of it in all the promos uh, I think it could be really really great
0: if you were saying I can't wait for SRS Star Wars review Wednesday on the list and you boy I watched it I also watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2 this weekend I'll talk about that as well Samoa Joe is one of the worst UC offenders in wrestling it's a pet peeve of mine. But either way, I thought that the promo that he cut here was pretty good. But if if this were a real production, man, I would fire whatever cameraman were, was in charge of this filming this Rollins-Joe brawl. Now, I get it. They're, they're told to film in this manner, but man, it's nauseating, Alex.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, it's uh, one of those things where uh, as soon as Rollins attacks – I kind of go, oh, I know what this is going to be. And I look down, and I do some stuff, and I feed my kid, and I do whatever I'm doing. Uh, because if I'm actually looking at the screen, then I'm just going to have, you know, go into seizures. So uh, so I, you know, I understand what these things are. And when when especially when they started doing the zoom in and out for no reason, I kind of just look away.
0: I went back. I feel like it was last year. I went back and watched, I think, the Shields' first match. Yeah. It was so bad. Like the TLC match that I remember. Yeah, it was, I think, TLC 2012 maybe. And I remember that being just phenomenal. And, man, the the, the camera was really rough. Golden Truth's backstage segment was so good. I loved yeah, it.
2: It was great. What did you think of it? Um, I, I really liked it. Uh, you count me among... Um the people who have hated Golden Truth since their inception because it never made any sense to me. All of the, I want to be your partner. So I'm going to stalk you until I don't want to be your partner anymore. Then you want me to be your partner. So you stalk me. And we're going to do that for four months. Then we might have a match. We might not have a match. All this stuff is from the very beginning. I've always hated them. Just did not like them as, as a thing together. Didn't make any sense. This made sense. You have two veterans who were once proud champions and they realize they're laughing stocks now. Wouldn't it be great if we could get back to what we were? You and me, we should be a great team. We have quality. I mean, these guys have been around forever. Somebody put up on Twitter, their combined age is 93. These guys have been around for a long time. They're still in decent shape and they can still work if you give them eight minutes. Great. So, like have some pride and go out and show what you can do. That's it's really good. And Anna planted the seeds for wait, is Golden Truth gonna win this? That'd be interesting. Because if it was if it was SmackDown, I would I would say absolutely Golden Truth is gonna win this. <laughs> They've been jobbing for a year, of course they're gonna become title contenders. But on Raw, at least you have that that bit of storytelling that gets them to the point where you think maybe they'll win the match instead of the foregone conclusion, which is Sheamus and Cesaro continuing their feud with the Hardys.
0: Yeah, and this is something that, that SmackDown didn't necessarily do with Jinder Mahal or the Shining Stars whenever they became the Colognes over there and they started to win a little bit. Uh, it looks like they're right back where they began. but Right. And the Jinder Mahal thing, I want to address that. Thus far, his booking has been very consistent. He has not won a physical confrontation on his own yet. The issue with that situation is he shouldn't have been put in a number one contender match to begin with. Right. That's that's the inconsistency. He shouldn't have been in there. Like it's it's that's the inconsistency. Now the shining star showing up, winning match over American Alpha. That's a problem. Yeah. Uh, but this was a nice. Like I mentioned before, if you want to send Anderson and Gallows just on an absolute tear. Have Stephanie McMahon backstage and say, we paid a lot of money for you guys, and you haven't been worth it. Yeah, And they're like, oh, God. You put the fear of God in somebody or some motivation, it can take you somewhere. And this didn't take R-Truth and Goldust anywhere. Nope. They got beat by a, a team that had been wrestling for 25 minutes. But it was a nice little thing. It was a nice little story, something that you used to see a lot of. So I like yep. that. It's yeah. just little things like this. And it wasn't a waste of two or three minutes. You fill the show with some stuff like this that makes sense and might get somebody emotionally invested. I really like the idea of that.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm always down for character motivation and backstory as opposed to not that, which is what we normally get. Um, so yeah, I, I'm 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 definitely down for this thing. You know, I mean, maybe this is the impetus to you know, I don't know, <laughs> gosh. I was going to say break up Golden Truth, but what are you going to do with them as singles? Um, And also the Raw tag team division is barren. Um, So, yeah. I mean, every single active tag team was in this tag team turmoil match. Every single one. Uh, So, yeah.
0: Guys, go check out our uh, recently brought back, revived to say uh, forums that we have. Everything from wrestling, WWE, TNA, Lucha Underground, or Impact Wrestling rather, to MMA, boxing, entertainment, movies, TV, video games, music. We want to make that uh, form a go-to for you guys. You can also uh, ask us questions for podcasts or just in general. If you have questions about the site, we go over there and we, we answer them all throughout the day. We want to make that a destination for you guys. Uh, one of my favorite threads that has recently been added, is Movies Better Than Pulp Fiction. Thus far, some of them include The Eye, One Missed Call, How High, Geely, A Dinosaur Story, and Titanic 2. Alex, your thoughts?
2: You are the world's biggest heel. I'm not a heel. <laughs> That's a heel move, man. It's a heel move. I'm a
0: baby face for everybody who... <laughs> doesn't like a half an hour of unnecessary dialogue that doesn't contribute to the plot of a film.
2: I mean, it, like, there's a consensus among people who do this that Pulp Fiction is one of the top ten films of all time at the bare minimum. Of all time! Of all time. It's a, <laughs> I mean, of, of all time. It's a, like, among the people who actually decide this thing, that's what they think. So it you're absolutely entitled to your opinion. But among the... Time. I know, that's the thing is that you're totally entitled to your opinion. I'm entitled to mine about what I think about it. I personally think it's one of my top three movies that I've ever seen, because I don't (laughs) mind sitting and watching dialogue delivered if it's delivered well and written well. Um, But that's just me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who are the people that decide this sort of thing? You
2: know, um, filmmakers, film critics, people who, you know, who've made it their life to know what film is, the ins and outs of how to make one and what makes one a good one. Hmm. Much much hmm. like you and I should be able to, as professional journalists, decide who the top ten wrestlers of all time are, because we are more in the know than people who I'm just subject- watch every now and then. It's sub- subjective. I'm not above. It's subjective. so you're saying every I only
0: watch right. movies every now
2: and then? I watch no, movies no. all the time. Right, 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 right. But have you taken film classes? Have I? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good, good for you. That's good. I'm glad. And, and again, yeah. there, there were people when, when Pulp Fiction came out who weren't giving it four-star reviews. And, you know, when it wasn't nominated for an Oscar, people who were saying, yes. that's, that's upsetting. I, I, I don't like that movie. It doesn't deserve it. Uh, and that's I did fine. this to conjure up emotion
0: game. out of Alex during a boring Raw yeah, so. no, it's it's
2: there's other <laughs> things. Well, we'll get emotional uh, pretty soon in this in this raw. It might not be the kind of emotion you want. <laughs> oh, Alexa God. Bliss. Defeat, Alexa
0: Bliss defeated Mickey James. Bailey got a great reaction from the London crowd. They were singing to her. Kind of made her look like the star that she can right. be, and she wasn't even in the match. Right. Mickey James also is the type of person you want working with Alexa to help her get better on the road. Sure. There was an awkward DDT, like STO reversal spot that didn't work out. Well, this was a rough match. Mm-hmm. But Alexa Bliss got the win. Then Mickey got squished by Nia Jax. Afterwards, Alexa, like yanking around on the old flapper pants of, mm-hmm. of Mickey, uh, they got to go. Yep.
2: Trash. Yeah, they should they do should the same the thing with, with uh, Mickey James's flappy pants. That they should do with uh, Roman Reigns is that their, her opponent should re- remove them, you know, and then in canon, she can no longer wear them again. Um, that's the easy way of getting out of a terrible design flaw in, uh, in your gear. Um, that's not This is not good.
0: Braun Strowman versus Kalisto. Strowman, the one-armed man, beats the crap out of Kalisto briefly. Then Reigns comes out to thunderous boos and attacks Strowman's injury. I mean, he really, really lets Braun Strowman have it. Yep. This is the type of aggression that I would love to see out of Roman Reigns on a consistent basis, and I thought that Michael Cole was really good here too. Really good at selling what was going on. Eh. Then we get this line. The monster among men retreats from the big dog.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was like,
2: oh, yeah, oh, that's the only uh, sound I could make. Yeah. So uh, I I do love that we found out when Braun Strowman only has one arm that he's really good at kicking stuff, too. Like he just big boots and kicks to the ribs and everything. It's all kick offense all the time. Uh, I like that. Don't like that he's injured. Um, I think it was really funny that you have um, he comes out and he says, I'm not going to accept this match with you, Kalisto, because I'm injured. And that's stupid. I'm not going to do this. And the ref calls for the bell anyway, because, I mean, this guy's obviously got his arm in a sling. He's probably injured. The ref says, no, 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 you're cleared to compete because I said so. So ding, 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 which is okay. That's fine. Um, if they did that to a baby face, people would be up in arms. Like, how dare they? Um, then Roman comes out because uh, Stroman got on the mic and said he was a big coward for not coming out. So then uh, the big coward comes out as the conquering hero, takes a chair and beats a man in his injury, like beats on his bad arm with a chair. And Michael Cole says, who's the coward now? Um, well, I mean the guy who attacked an injured man yeah. in his injury is kind of a cowardly thing to do. Uh, so here's the deal. Um, if this was a way of, of showing Roman's new aggression Leading into something he can do with somebody for two months. I don't know. We should talk about this um after I'm after this point is um he should do something, become more aggressive, more, you know, whatever, lead up to a different difference in his character. But it's not because the social media accounts of WWE are promoting him as being this great hero, returning to the ring and beating up the bad guy when really he took advantage of an injured injured man, and that's That's what Braun Strowman did that you said was so horrible. So if you're saying, like, turnabout's fair play, fine. But you're not saying that. You're saying just the act of taking a chair to a man's broken elbow or whatever he's got wrong with him is is a good thing. We should all do that, kids. That's I don't know. That's not helping your your underdog theory. But my my big question is now, what do you do with Roman Reigns for two months? Like, who does he work with? He's got to have a match of Extreme Rules. Against yeah. whom? Like that that's the thing for me is it like I, I don't get it. They they moved up, I think, because they were talking about having Miz go go against uh Ambrose at Extreme Rules, and they moved that up to a one on one match next week. So my thought is they might insert Finn into that and make it a triple threat for the IC title and then have Roman work bray again for God's sake. Because who else do you have out there? Who's a heel who's on Roman Reigns' level that he can work against for two months before, Ro- before Strowman gets back? And the idea was, as far as I know, to have Strowman work Reigns at, at Extreme Rules and then Strowman go right on to, to uh, Brock by Great Balls of Fire. You know, like this, this is the whole thing is like they've, because of this weird brand split and who's injured and who's not, and you got guys like Seamus and Cesaro who are in a tag team feud where either one of those guys would be great against Roman can't do that now like it's so weird when you lose one gigantic cog in this wheel of what now you do with you know admittedly the biggest star on your show he's got nothing when you've
0: spent several years sacrificing getting other people over absolutely to try to force to get one guy over in the manner that you want not in the manner that he is over but the manner that you want him to be over right this type of thing happens Hey, you see it in the UFC all the time. They put all their eggs in one basket, then the fight falls out, and it's like, oh, no. They've had to cancel a couple cards because of that. Yeah, But here's the difference. WWE makes their own people. They decide who wins and loses.
2: Yeah. yeah. My, my, my crazy pipe dream idea is I have no idea what they have planned in NXT for Drew McIntyre, but they should bring him up now. And not say, I know, I know they're not, but but him against against Roman Reigns is a good matchup. They they he looks like he could take on the big dog, and he can have a season. He's, he's a ready made thing. So I used to be the chosen one. Now it looks like you are. I want my spot back. I mean, that's enough. Like you could do that with backstory and, and vignettes and shit, and make him something. But I don't know who's on the main roster that he can feud with. Scott Dawson. I'd watch it. I'd watch the hell out of that, but they're not gonna do that.
0: <laughs> no, they're not. They're not. Man, this is I'm looking up and down the roster, man. It's uh it's Slim Pickens. Yeah, it's it's Slim Pickens, it is. But they could very easily just slide Finn Balor into that intercontinental title match, and maybe they should. Maybe yeah. they should. I don't know. Tag team turmoil. Cesaro and Sheamus had a pretty damn great performance here. They went about 30 minutes. There was a good reaction for Enzo and Cass. They also found some attractive women in the crowd that were actually going along with it. That's always a plus for WWE cameras. I, I don't know that I've seen Big Cass this aggressive in the ring before, and it really played to his strengths. It was really cool. There was this spot where Cesaro stomped Enzo like 200 times and like 100 into it. Enzo's like, I'm flat on my back, on the ground. Where am I supposed to sell to? (laughs) Once you're already down like this, you've got nowhere else you can sell to. (laughs) So he's just laying there and taking it. When when Enzo is like the voice of reason in a wrestling lesson, it's like, come on, man. Come on. The the stone cold stomps in the corner, you could sell off those because you could bounce off the turnbuckles and stuff. Enzo's just laying there like, come on. Next spot. Yeah. He gets tapped out to the sharpshooter. Cesaro and Sheamus attack Slater and Rhino before they get into the ring and dispose of these two rather easily, which they probably should have. But I, I hope that something happens with Slater and Rhino, some segment something. They don't have to be big winners or anything, but yeah. make use of them. We see the Hardy Boys backstage watching TV correctly. Hmm. Alex, this this made me happy.
2: Yeah, this is this is the only thing about what's going on with the Hardys making me happy right now. These guys are they're you always know, online uh, videos, interviews with them after they've done an, an event in Dublin or Liverpool. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pool or Bologna, Italy or whatever it is. And they're like... Boy, we sure do love performing for our fans. Golly geez, gosh, Willickers, Let's go and do the next town. And there's just like, I want you broken. It's just high. They I, will I be. They I'm will be. Patient. I'm patient. But it's it's gonna happen. But here's the thing. Also, you know, while they're waiting for that to to be a thing that happens, uh, it's good to keep them off of off of TV proper. Like this was great having nah. come out and save uh and you know and save Golden Truth. Do the delete chance, and then run in. the The longer they're on TV, not doing it, the more confusing it becomes when they just start. I don't. I honestly, I have no that's, faith that's in easy, the WWE.
0: That's easy to fix, man. Just say that Matt was trying to suppress it in order to. Oh,
2: I, be- make I believe make bigger money for his family. I believe that he will sell it, and I will believe it. I believe it will be more yeah. difficult for the people who only watch Raw, and have no I and have no no knowledge of anything else that's mm-hmm. going on. Um, so we'll see, but, but, um, but I, I do like that they come out and they're going to get those delete chants for the rest of their careers. You know, like it's just a thing that, that this gotten so over with everybody. It's just going to be a thing that they, they'll, they'll do that for people who aren't the Hardys in 2025, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, the Hardys numbers have been doing very, very good lately. Their, their merch sales have been doing pretty awesome from the, the couple of retailers that, that I spoke to, uh, that's that's a good that's a good thing. Good sign. That's a very good sign. So after that, there I think who who's next? Anderson and Gallows. They beat the crap out of each other. This was good stuff. I thought there was uh, a very impressive spot where Cesaro suplexed Gallows. Like his strength never ceases to amaze me. It's just, and then everybody ends up out, ends up down. Uh, I think they go through. I feel like their part, maybe went through two commercial breaks. They might have, yeah. Cesar, or uh, Seamus, rather, kicks Gallows for the win. Anderson and Gallows, I think, were the only team that got a little bit hurt here. Because I don't see... Beating Enzo, everybody beats Enzo, not a big yeah. deal. Slater and Rhino, they are what they are. Golden Truth are what they are. But Gallows and Anderson, you know, they're third, third on the depth chart or third on the order here and getting beat. I I feel like that did hurt them a little bit.
2: That's, that's why it took, it took Seamus and Zara the longest to beat them. I feel. Uh, and, um, you know, a brogue kick (laughs) is still a brogue kick. It's one of the most protected moves that they have in the WWE. People don't kick out of that. So, um, that's, 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 that's a major one to have. And, Ah, and at the end of that match, you could see they were selling Cesaro and Sheamus totally spent. I mean, they should have been, but they they weren't spent at all after, after Rhino and, and Slater, but Gallows and Anderson pushed them to their limits. Um, And so like, I feel like, listen, I'm never going to argue on, on the side of Gallows and Anderson aren't being hurt by their booking because they are, they have been since they came to the WWE. These guys can't, you can't, have them lose every match and then talk about them running roughshod over people. That's the opposite of what running roughshod is. Uh, Language exists. You need to use it. Uh, (laughs) So yeah. Um, I, I don't know what you do, but uh, listen, I I love two teams of big bruisers and, 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 you know, smart, strong wrestlers like Anderson and Cesaro um, just knocking the hell out of each other. I, I'd rather see that than, you know, face in peril crap. I want to see these I, – I, I'd be down for a month feud with these two teams.
0: Yeah. I think they could have some some fun hoss battle matches, and mm-hmm. Carl Anderson is the smallest one of the four, and he can hang in there with all of them. Yep. Uh, Goldust sells the injured leg better than anybody I've seen in a main event program lately. Mm-hmm. Does it phenomenally? I would be cool with a a rejuvenated run for these two. But even if it if it boils down to them thinking like, man, are we over the hill? Like they lose a few times, and they're like, damn, maybe maybe it is time for us to hang them up. Like right. that type of deal. Now that that that's not too bad either. Cesaro and Sheamus win after 28 minutes. They attack Golden Truth, but the Hardy Boys run them off. And Cole again, just like in the segment that you talked about, Alex kind of alludes to ah they ran away you can't respect those two guys they just wrestled for a half an hour and beat four teams yeah the Hardys wrestled none now what they did after the bell sure you could construe that as cowardly i guess because it's still the team that came out fourth yeah weird weird does anybody even look over this shit
2: well, no, that's the idea is that if you're a heel, you're a coward. That's just, that's straight up. Even if you're a monster, when you go up against the guy who you, you might be a little afraid of, then you're afraid of that guy. You know what I mean? Like, um, Neville is the same thing. He will, he will stand up to anybody in the ring except Austin Aries. Austin Aries scares him. He runs and hides under his bed at least that's his booking, you know, like that's just the way it works. It's, it's a thing that there's, it's completely standard. Even Braun Strowman fucking backs away from people. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he'll squish everybody, but he'll back away from the undertaker. He'll back away from Brock Lesnar because there's a, there's a point where they get to a certain point. There's a line you don't cross. Once you cross that line. Well, then I, 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 I I don't want any piece of you. I'm scared because you have the forces of good behind you. Um, I didn't like this either. I thought they should have put over the fact that these two guys just wrestled a half hour, beat four teams, beat your entire damn tag division, except for the champs, and they're, they're going back to extreme rules where they where, where it's extreme rules. So they could very easily just beat the crap out of these two old dudes and take their belts. Like, make, make them dangerous as opposed to, you know, and make them smart. Like, no, I'm not, we're, not, we're not fighting you. We just wrestled four teams. We'll get you in a couple of weeks. Like have them do something like that as opposed to just like oh they ran away. Oh they got no they have they poopy pants because they ran away. God Enzo's damn Enzo's damn promos always come back around to poop. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> pretty
0: much on par you, with they,
2: pretty
0: much on par with the programming. <laughs> Seth Rollins defeated Samoa Joe via DQ. They started off fast and violent. I thought it was a good battle, and Rollins did sell the leg a lot more convincingly than in previous matches, but he still did like the suicide dive and stuff. Yeah. At the end, Rollins ex- eats exposed turnbuckle, and Joe gets DQ'd. They really put over the exposed turnbuckle, which isn't something we've seen a lot of in recent years. That's, like, that's a, an old trick that they busted back out. This was a oh. solid match. Looks like they're headed towards another pay per view bout, and a coquina clutch is applied after the bell.
2: Uh, okay, so it's extreme rules, right? Yeah. Have you ever, has there ever been an exposed turnbuckle match where they take the pads off of all four turnbuckles? Like this whole thing is that it, you're right, I've never seen this before. Yeah. It's really weird that they're like, hey, Hey, you no, know, we're going to put the pad back on. The ref's like, hey, if you do this, I'm going to disqualify you. And Samoa says, I'm going to do it anyway. It was a really – they were really indicating that this was a major deal. So to me, it seems like you're going to have like a four, like a leather strap match where you got to touch all four corners, something with the turnbuckles. Like it's extreme rules, so anything can happen. It's the same way where, where like they made the, the WrestleMania tag match a ladder match. Because there happened to be ladders backstage that were used in a brawl. Like, there's always a reason why something becomes a specific type of match. Uh, I'd be down for a Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins exposed turnbuckle match. Why not?
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, people don't understand how how hard that really is. It is solid steel. Yeah. So, what that is, is the hook that the rope goes into and then it's attached by a solid piece of steel that takes the rope and basically holds it there and then attaches to the post. One time I saw a guy, (laughs) he took it off and the ropes were were like basically glorified rubber hose,
2: a a cable. uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of time on the Indies. And when he went into the buckle, all of it came loose and the buckle went, the, the, the piece of steel went with him and the rope shot him because it came loose. The rope, the piece of steel all comes with him halfway across the ring and the this piece of steel falls on his face and busted out his one front tooth. Oh, it was. I, we were worried, we were concerned, but looking, he thought it was hilarious. He thought it was hilarious. So it's like kind of like, okay, we can laugh, as long as he thinks it's funny. He was kind of – he had, fortunately, dental coverage. So, yeah. oh, my God, I'll never forget that. That was just fantastic. And I could just see something like that happening here. Because yeah, anything bad that can happen in situations like oh, this yeah, does happen. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially to Seth Rollins, right? TJP defeated uh, Jack Gallagher. I really liked the false finish with the immediate headbutt. I thought that was kind of cool. TJP wins and continues to confuse this division. <laughs> I love how during the match the announcers were like, "If TJP wins, are you giving him a title shot? You said you were. You said you were. Hey, you said you were. You said you were." And Neville danced around it. And before he got off commentary, he said, "I'm not giving TJP shit." <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, ran.
0: it was really good oh uh, yeah tjp attacks gallagher and aries makes the save yeah this you think we're getting that ladder match maybe at extreme rules yeah. it would make a hell of a lot of sense Alex. i hope could so
2: 30 minutes with that i hope so these guys haven't had that like to me like it's like the cruiserweight division you got all these guys who are really talented and really, are willing to kill themselves. Just let them do it. <laughs> like put them in a damn ladder match. It's like especially with the whole thing of. of, of um, I mean, even if it's not, even if it's not all of them, the title match. Even if even it's a one-on-one thing with him and Austin Aries, should be a ladder match since Aries had Neville beat twice and Neville like fought his way out of it in, in underhanded manner. If it's a ladder match, you can't do that. That's the reason why you have a ladder match. So even if it's just one on one, but I'd like it to be like five, these four guys, and then like Mustafa Ali or somebody, Tazawa, whoever, make make it like make five or six. But these guys all deserve a chance to really show how awesome the cruiserweight division can be because you know the purple ropes thing—it's not getting over with people. No one's watching two o five live like even though like if you watch 205 live there are really good matches on there that are that are yeah. approaching the quality of the Cruiserweight classic matches and nobody watches it and they're adding
0: shows they're adding yeah. like a UK show and they're going to yeah. end up adding a women's show yeah. nobody's going to watch this stuff but you know i think what they probably should do at the end of the week is put together if they do do a women's show put like an hour long what you missed on these three shows and maybe yeah. even an XT. I think that would be cool. They, But I think they've done a really good job of confusing the division. Yeah. Keeping people over without, like, making them look too bad. Sasha Banks defeated Alicia Fox. They These two go at it hard. Uh, Alicia Fox, I'll always put over her Northern Lights suplex. She has a beautiful yeah. bridge. But shortly after, nothing says anger like a good old rear chin lock. Mm-hmm. Sasha reversed a backbreaker which I thought was really nice because it's a move that we see a lot so it should be scouted and Sasha turned it into a body press likewise Alicia did that with the double knees and reversed Mm -hmm. that as well that was cool I'd love to see these two get a little bit of a longer match I'd also like to see them work on the live events together that way they can kind of get used to each other Mm -hmm. because you could tell they were it it was sort of like a raw type of no pun intended but a raw experience for both of them but I thought it was fine. The pen was trash after the double knees. Don't know if that was supposed to happen or not. They played it up afterwards. They had the the
2: replay queued up. What says you, Alex? I think it was too blatant to not be on purpose. And um, I think that uh, the Graves immediately pointed that out. That wasn't somebody in his ear going, hey guys, we just saw the footage. You got to play this up. That was like, as three was coming down, like, I don't know, guys, that letter looks like her right shoulder was up to me, um, that, yeah, they're going to play this up in some way. Um, no, her shoulder was fun. up. No, Absolutely. No, it, it was up. And I feel like this, this should lead to another story. There was a thing they did now months ago now where Bailey pinned Charlotte, but Charlotte's shoulder was up there. They did that before. Uh, so they're probably going to run that back and do that this time. Um, you know, Do we have it, three
0: singles women's matches at Extreme Rules?
2: maybe sure
0: because it looks like they could go sasha alicia which i would i would love that naya mickey
2: bailey alexa i mean that could happen it's possible i mean the, the one person we think we know won't be there is emma poor emma who can't stay healthy yeah. to save her life even though this was in as far as i can tell in no way her fault this
0: yeah, was, I had somebody man. arguing with me yesterday. Now, there's no video that's out of this. And somebody said, before you go blaming Sasha, the double knees in the corner is a standard bump. And I'm like, du Like, I'm not saying that it was her fault. I'm not saying that Sasha Banks did it. But those double knees in the corner is in no way standard. Like, it's it's not normal. There's no real way to protect yourself. You are relying on the weight of her knees to push you down in a manner they land you on your back as best you can, but your arms are tied up, your legs are tied up. You've got no real way to base out, and yeah, that was that was a weird hill for that person to die on. Of course, they later admitted that I was right, Alex. Go for it.
2: Yeah, no, that it's not. A, I mean, it's a move she does often, but it's a dangerous move if the yeah. person isn't ready to take it. Like there's all kinds of things that can go wrong and something went wrong. We're here. It was, it was not done properly. Uh, It it, it, So whatever happened, it's, it really sucks for Emma because it does so damn talented. And they held her off of TV for no damn reason when she was perfectly healthy for months. And now she gets back. She gets to be playing that, that character that we all know and love. And then she goes out again. I'm hoping it's just some like a a small sprain or something, and we'll find out that she's only gone for a few weeks. I do not want this thing to be like another several months thing because I don't think she'll be able to recover for it from it.
0: Yeah, I hope she's okay. I haven't seen a video. I don't know who was to blame or anything, but that is not a standard bump by any means. Bray Wyatt defeated. Oh, by the way, afterwards, um, I, I wanted to mention this. Well, I'll go ahead and mention it after the Bray Wyatt thing. Bray Wyatt defeated Dean Ambrose. Bray landed a really cool suplex to the floor on Ambrose, like where Ambrose is kind of hanging out of the ring. It definitely doesn't seem like it's been a year or two since these guys were in a feud.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. In the days of the exploding televisions. Uh, yeah. Um, it's amazing how how, you know, to me I feel like I know this isn't a fresh feud I know that they have fought many 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 times before but it's been so long that I it's kind of cool little novelty being able to see this again nostalgia and there's certain things like where where they they put up oh bray had him scouted on the first wacky clothesline and which is good he should he faced him enough and also that move is Frigid telegraphed to hell, um, but you know, like certain like things like that. These guys, you know, did work really well together when they were, you know, both taken a lot more seriously. Um, and now, you know, through writing, uh, Ambrose is a court jester, and through booking, um, Bray is this you know sad man who thinks he's a god but loses every match. You know, so it's by the way, you.
0: Cool. You yep. and Anna just sent me the uh, video. Yeah, I see what happened. Emma's arm was caught up in the rope. She didn't get in there. and uh, Yeah, that's nasty. That's nasty. Yep. The Bray Wyatt thing. You want to take bets that he is Alistair Black's first main roster feud when that happens? Oh, my
2: God. Of course he you is. You just
0: know it. You just know it. Of course he is.
2: And but by the way, Alistair Black making his main roster debut today on main event. He came in and answered a Kurt Hawkins challenge and kicked the crap out of him, of course. Uh, but that's good. I mean, they, they're might, it looks like they're fast tracking Alistair Black to something, which is fine. He's got a really cool look, um, and um, you know, he's obviously Tommy End is incredibly experienced and you know seasoned and ready, ready to be at that level. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of it's it's a perfect thing. Like Bray should be at a point where. He's I, I, the thing I loved was that he won the match, and Miz was scared of him. Like <laughs> Bray doesn't have alliances with people; he'll fight anybody, and I like that. And I wish they would play that up more. I feel like I would I would be absolutely down for a Wyatt versus Miz feud. You know, like because because Miz could sell actually being afraid of Bray Wyatt, like thinking Wyatt has him cursed or something. That could be fun, and. And Miz would be willing to put over Wyatt, and Wyatt could win that feud. You keep putting. putting Wyatt, uh, Miz uh,
0: never wins.
2: Yeah, exactly. So you keep putting Wyatt up against these guys. They were teasing this thing with Finn Balor up until today, where, where Finn Balor, it, it's, uh, you know, put like. Finn Balor would absolutely win that feud with, with Bray and make Bray look foolish in the process. So put Bray up in, in there against Miz, and that would be actually a lot of fun to watch. It would it, it would save raw programming for eight weeks where we don't know what we're doing with anybody, and the universal title's sitting up in Saskatchewan somewhere gathering dust, and Roman Reigns is fighting God knows who. Uh, a, a Bray versus Miz feud would be a lot of fun. You know, that could be something you could do. If, if Miz loses next week to, to Dean Ambrose, Put Miz in a feud with Bray Wyatt right there. Have him have it could be a lot of fun. Do that.
0: So this match was was okay. Miz blasted Ambrose with the Intercontinental Title. By this point, a normally hot London crowd just didn't care. You got to put on a pretty crappy show mm-hmm. to get this crowd, really any crowd in the country in that country, to be this quiet. So. They really, really told the story. I thought, but I thought they had a better match than I expected. Wyatt wins. Miz uh, beats down Ambrose in what is the fifth post match beatdown of the night. Yeah, this is lazy shit. Yeah, yeah. Super lazy. I mean, like you,
2: it's it's yeah. one it's one thing if. Um, if you're, the heel loses and needs to get their heat back to continue the feud, but the heels win, and so then it's over. You can you can move on. You won the match, but to prove that you're a bad guy, you got to beat him up. Uh, you could actually say you actually say it was the sixth. If you if you are you are you counting Roman Reigns beating down Von Strowman because that's also the same kind of thing. Uh, you know, like it's just it was just this, the thing of like this was we pulled. Here's the, it felt like. The entire writing staff gathered around a big hat that had like obvious wrestling tropes all written down in it. And you pull out one and each guy's got to go away and figure out how to work it into his segment. Cause, cause it was just, everyone figured out, okay, we're all doing the, the post mass beach down. Let's see what happens next week when we pull something else out of the hat. It's just, it's, this is not the way, this is not the way to get over this kind of programming. This is, listen, I would not watch an episode of raw for the next eight weeks until Braun Strowman got back. If I, if it wasn't part of my job. Oh yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. This is not going to be fun. I mean, SmackDown lives over there. You got a Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles feud brewing and Shinsuke Nakamura is just hanging out, waiting for them to uncage him on Dolph Ziggler who sells like a mother. Like that's going to be a great fun match to watch. I mean, even Ginger Mahal, for God's sake, you know, like, what are they going to do with this thing? Are they actually going to put the damn title on Jinder Mahal for, like, two, two weeks and then shut it over to to uh, Baron Corbin? It's like, what are they going to do? There's, there's intrigue on SmackDown Live. There's zero intrigue here. Like, I'm watching the same feuds I saw before Mania in some cases. It's just not, it's not doing it for me.
0: Yeah, I did not like this episode. Not for all. I didn't. I want to remind you guys, check out our Fightful forums. They're going to get more active, more active. That's a good place to go to uh, talk to us, to talk to your other Fightful friends. Movies, TV, video games, action figures, wrestling, MMA, boxing, all that stuff. Speaking of MMA, we have our uh, MMA show with Showdown Joe tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. I will be joining him, of course. And as we progress week by week, we will be adding segments, adding time to it as well. This Saturday, UFC 211. Come hang out on our uh, discussion boards uh, for UFC 211. It is an insane card. Steve Miocic and Junior Dos Santos for the heavyweight title. Joanna and Jacek, Jessica Andrade for the women's strawweight title. Damian Maya, Jorge Masvidal, and what is likely to be a uh, title eliminator. Former champion Frankie Edgar against Yair Rodriguez. Henry Cejudo versus Sergio Pettis. Former champion Eddie Alvarez against Dustin Poirier, and a lot more. Former World Series of Fighting champion. Jessica Aguilar on that show as well. Alex, explain to me this Kings of Leon situation.
2: So the bassist, not the lead singer, the guitar player, the bassist, one of the brothers that is in Kings of Leon. Remember that? Remember Kings of Leon from like 10 years ago? Yeah, those guys, they're really relevant now. And he just tweeted out, unprovoked. I think,
0: I think they did have a number one record last year. I looked it up.
2: Was it really? Because I, I honestly have not heard of heard their name since sex was on I fire, either. so like <laughs> it's been a long time. Anyway, um, he just unprovoked tweeted out, "Hey, adults, let's maybe not watch professional wrestling, cool or whatever." And then his mentions were set ablaze, uh, and so there are a lot of people who tweeted at it um, about it, like wrestlers who who got involved. Um, and he kept on trying to walk it back with various degrees of sincerity uh none of none of which were 100% um and then he was just um you know to his credit he could have deleted the first tweet and hid but he's he he kept trying to figure out a way out of it um and had not uh and yeah it's just most i guess it's gotten worse like i think he told Veda Oh, Scott I, I
0: couldn't imagine what it's like for him because i sent a reply and i've had 750 notifications that is not an exaggeration so i would imagine his is well i think when you when you're verified yeah, alex exactly. not that you would know anything no, about no, that. Would you can filter about that you can filter that stuff to where only verified notifications showed up i don't do that because i'll be honest most of my verified followers and following are not that interesting yeah they're a pretty tame crowd. People lose their edge when they get that blue check mark. And I think that's <laughs> ridiculous. I think that's stupid. Speaking of ridiculous, Anna Bauer's most ridiculous drop today. Go check that out. Subscribe to us on YouTube. She will be on tomorrow night with me on uh, the post SmackDown show along with Jeff Hawkins. Check out that Wednesday show. It has exploded in popularity. Uh, that just happened like overnight, like about a month ago. We started to check out the downloads and views and everything on those shows, and hey, it's starting to beat Monday Night Raw's show. Alex, what are you going to do? Are you going to get desperate for ratings? Are you going to put a pinata on a pole? Will you put the Fightful Championship on yourself? You're associate editor. You might have that power.
2: I might have. I might have. I could be the interim GM, and I could make put myself in a, in a match uh, where I'm guaranteed to you win. Could. Um, I'm hoping that the fact that uh, Raw will be virtually unwatchable for the next six weeks uh, will allow people to not watch the show, but instead come here and get all your news about the show and find out why you were wise not to watch it.
0: I think that's the best idea, guys. You don't even have to watch Raw. No. Get your fix here at Fightful.com where you can get all your pro wrestling news, photos, videos, podcasts, interviews, uh, Live coverage, we have more live coverage than anybody, period. We got it raw, SmackDown, Lucha Underground when it's on. Uh, we even have Total Divas recaps. Uh, bless you, Danielle Ortiz. Also, uh, safe travels this week. Also, safe travels to you, Alex. You're doing a yes. little
2: I a real trip. road trip tomorrow. About a little road trip tomorrow, a uh, couple hours in the car with the uh, three-month-old baby. We shall see how that goes.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I've got cats, man. <laughs> I have. I'll stick have, with
2: it. I have a cat. He is not enamored with the baby. We'll have to really? see how we'll have to see how well they get along uh, once she's crawling and grabbing at him with sticky fingers. Mm. Do you see that bread
0: that that uh, restaurant gave me?
2: I did. Uh, that's not a bread, sir. That's a brick.
0: Yeah, I went to this place in Lexington called Crust. Last week we went up there. I got a new uh, PC to help run some of this software. <laughs> and uh, I we, think- looked for, we looked for the highest rated pizza place. I was like, fuck good, Lexington. I want to eat some good fried chicken or some, some pizza. And there was this place that had like 175 reviews, and it was four and a half. I am convinced that they have dummy accounts reviewing their stuff. Because I went there and they said, oh, here you go. Have this free loaf of bread. And I was like, you know what? I don't usually just eat bread all by its lonesome. Not my type of thing. But I took it home. And I plopped it down the table and it made this sound. It was real loud. It was real loud. I played some baseball with it today.
2: I think you're... Your first problem is that the name of the restaurant was crust and not yeah the soft fluffy inside part of the bread that's really good to eat you know what i mean like that would be that would be where i would go for my bread because if if they're touting the crust like the outside thing then it's, it's probable that you know it made
0: exact oh yeah the rest of it was trash yeah. I might start doing food reviews for you guys. Not enough cheese. The pepperonis were yay big. Maybe pepperonis were about the size of a nickel. It's, you know why
2: it's Maybe a quarter. You, it's the problem embarrassing. is you're going to one of those highfalutin Lexington pizza places where all those you know city folk eat their pizza. Passed, probably had good cheese on it. Probably. I passed up going to
0: Goodfellas. I've never been there, but I bet it was great. Guys, Fightful.com. Go check out those forums. If you don't... I will kick in your back door and I will bring bread to your home. Alleged bread. I have not yet proven that it's bread.
2: You don't need to kick in the door. Just throw the bread through a window. Get in through that. That's true.
0: That's a good point. That's why we pay you the big bucks, Alex. Until next time, guys, we are out.